Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to our first ever podcast. Hello, Liz. Hello, Taylor. I'm very excited about this, as I am about everything, usually. Mm-hmm. And that lasts for a good week and a half. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if this becomes something that lasts longer than a week and a half. Um, but I don't know. Could be fun. Could be. I'm having fun. I know. You've got two cups of tea in front of you. Yes. One is an unfinished one from earlier, and now I have my sleepy time tea. What mug are you drinking from tonight? Tonight's mug is California. Mm, courtesy of? Nicholas. Nick. What a guy. What a guy. Hey, uh, so this is our first episode, so I guess we should do a little bit of introduction since um, you may or may not know who we are. Uh the male voice that you're hearing is Taylor. This is me. Um, I guess a little bit about kind of where I am in my life right now in this current season. Uh, I've been serving, we were just talking about this, Liz, how it's been a year and a half of me serving as the creative pastor at, at uh, a church in uh, Charleston area. And uh, before that, got to serve as the associate pastor at one of the campuses. And before that, got to serve as the worship leader at that campus. And and did uh, student ministry worship, drinking monster energy drinks and jamming for the lamb. Right, Liz? Oh my gosh, Jam stop. for the lamb. Just stop. Did that for several years uh, and had a, had a great time with it. And so I'm, I'm pumped to be doing what I'm doing now. And uh, we'll probably dive into some of our backstory too in a little bit. Kind of how we got to where we are and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, tell the people a little bit about you. Hello, my name is Elizabeth Clyde. I am married to Taylor Clyde. We are. I like to say together we are Elizabeth Taylor. Mm. It's very easy to remember. And I get sad thinking that the next generation is just going to look at me like I'm dumb and old. Yeah, they're not going to get the reference. They will not. But it's okay. For now, I'm enjoying it. I am a culinary instructor at a local high school so the subject i teach is baking and pastry impressive it's a lot of fun i'm very excited for the next semester with my kiddos a few of them have already reached out to me like via email just letting me know how excited they are to take my baking class because that is a senior level class and they had to go through a lot of um, obstacles in order to get to me so i'm looking forward to a great semester before teaching high school, I was a college enrollment counselor. Ooh. Uh, lots of traveling, lots of fun. And before that, I worked at the church uh, with a ministry college. Before that, I just cake decorated at various bakeries. And yeah, I just do a little bit of everything, a jack of all trade. You really do. Mm-hmm. And you do most of them well. Yeah, but I've always wanted to master one thing. I mm. guess cakes, people would... Say I master them, but I, like you, if you really take a skill in the craft, you know, there's always a lot to learn. Mm. So I'm pretty good, but I wouldn't say I'm the like cake boss or anything. The cake boss. You were big into him for a while. So big. Then you went to New York. You actually saw cake bosses. Well, New Jersey. New Jersey, well, He has sorry. lots of them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I went before he had the multiple locations. Ooh, we're live, live. We're getting all kind of extra sound effects. We stood in line in the snow, right? Well, we started, it was just like a two, three hour wraparound line. So we made like the pit stop. We were going from Atlantic City, New Jersey to New York. So we kind of made that pit stop in Hoboken and mm. no one wanted to stand in line with me. And I was very 
very disappointed sad little Liz and that was before they like really exploded so I just knew in my little heart that Buddy was in there <laughs> he was just waiting for you yes and we never got to meet so hey, Buddy if you ever this hear case. this it's like hey I'm working here <laughs> I don't know but who knows I love it that's awesome so we I don't know this like I said it, I don't know if I really said it yet but this is kind of a passion project it's just something that we we kind of wanted to try something new and Liz shameless plug has uh, been a podcaster for several months now and yes. that's exciting I joined the ranks uh, with a few friends and we have a pretty a pretty successful podcast um I won't name it. I'll keep you guys mm, wandering. On that's, the pins and the needles. Yeah, that's for another episode. This is just a very broad introduction <laughs> of us. But that just kind of inspired Taylor to use this outlet. We have always felt we had something to share, mm. whether that is through us leading small groups throughout the years, whether we do one-on-one mentoring with people. And we did try a YouTube channel for yeah, a season but we dis- we discovered video editing is really, really annoying. It is challenging. Do you know I was scrolling through on the Apple TV at the office the other day and one of our videos came up? Really? And was it the um, the big one that kind of oh, yeah. exploded? Once again, we're not even going to plug that. Just oh, keep yeah. you wondering. A little bit um, of clickbait, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, we, and plus I have like a resting face, so podcasting mm. is just great. And if I get fat, you guys can't shame me. Yeah. Am I even wearing pants? You don't yes, know. Well, you gave it away. All right. I well. just didn't want them to think this is a weird podcast. Yeah, no, we probably should keep it keep it pretty good. Yeah, we've had some I it's fun, man. I, I I'm thirty one now. I guess we're both thirty one. I sometimes You're forget. You're not supposed how, to tell people that at my oh, age. Oh, oops. Uh well I at least, uh this half of the marriage is thirty one and We've seen some stuff, man. We've we've experienced some things, and it's it's been a struggle sometimes. It's been fun sometimes, but uh, kind of like what you said, I I we've talked to so many people in small groups, and we've had so many great offline conversations that I I would just like an outlet that we could process through some of those things, and we could bring up what somebody said, how we felt about something. Um, but a lot of this stemmed, I think, and, and was born from all of those late night small group conversations. Do you have like a, a moment that stuck out to you in one of those groups we led that was like, man, like this is such a cool interaction that we shared or something somebody said or maybe some feedback that you got from it? I think more so when you when you talk and when you kind of verbal process there, it unlocks a lot of healing and a lot of like just thoughts that people was like wow I've never had this train of thought before and just being able to compound off of each other's Mm -hmm. like statements and whatnot and I love in small group we always just joke someone starts to piggyback off of what you just said to take a nosedive off of this yeah and so we we just have a great group and we joke borderline probably a little too much and wow I'm telling Sorry. you, we're live, Sorry, guys. Um, well, I made sure my phone was muted, but Taylor did not mute my no. laptop, so it was both his fault. But yeah, just so just being able to have open dialogue. But I kind of like how you said when we we're just brain, brainstorming through the podcast. You mentioned it kind of being like our diary because mm. we both 
move so quickly and we know the value of writing stuff down and journaling and how that psychologically like unlocks um paths in your mind just to kind of give you peace and we both just hate writing stuff down it takes time it does and we don't like to slow down and that's something we have to work on i'm sure but i just love the fact that we can kind of dialogue whether it'd be like a weekly recap of our week and we kind of just talked about the struggles the simple daily struggles that we might have gone through how we might have handled them or there has been stuff in my life that has been very tragic and just kind of having that outlet to talk openly without having to worry about um we try to do it on youtube but then i start crying which is okay it's okay (laughs) to cry but like with a camera it's mm. and so just kind of i feel like it gives us a chance to be vulnerable especially in ministry it's hard to have friendships and i'm thankful we do have so many great friendships Mm. in ministry but i feel like this is just going to be something like for us to do and maybe it will help someone else in ministry especially when they're feeling that loneliness that comes with it sometimes it does i I think a lot of not to make the whole thing around that uh, because certainly everybody listening to it um if anybody decides to listen to this uh, won't be in a ministerial position or, or anything like that but it is it's lonely at the top but i think it's also lonely in the middle and it's lonely at the bottom i don't think that it's loneliness isn't just reserved for you know when your position of leadership removes you from the masses if that makes any sense i think it's something that could be found every in every season and every level that you're at so it is important we were just talking about this with something else earlier this week i think about how it's important to have your circle and you have to have those people that you're talking to and and for me, this whole thing, like you said, it's it's a processing thing for me. I, I love the concept of journaling, but I have never, ever in my life succeeded at it. I have so many notebooks on that bookshelf in there. So many. It's like the first three pages. Oh, man. And because I'm a perfectionist, you have to buy a new notebook. You just have to. Fresh moleskin notebooks. But There's then I'm a hoarder like and I can't throw away the old ones. Right. It's We have a problem. It is a problem. But I think we found a solution in this. So that's exciting. Yeah, no more paper. We're digital and we have to take more time to edit things. But Well, that's you and that's not a we in editing. That's tough. That's tough. So what did you work on today? Today, um, let's see. So I had a meeting with my other posts with our other podcast. And Mm. then we did a live episode recording on our Facebook page. You're fancy. So, yes, my voice is very tired. (laughs) And um, fun fact, I actually have a speech impediment that I have struggled with. Um, I joke about it mostly now, but it's always a fun time at the end of the day, and I'm teaching, and my R's turn into W's, and those high schoolers, man, they 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 don't don't let it slide. They don't give me a pass. (laughs) They don't give me a pass. And I learned to joke with it. It's a part of my testimony. It's part of who I am. Um, but so if you guys can't understand some parts, if I'm extra tired, just I don't know. High school was tough, but high school was not the worst. Middle school was the worst. Yes, middle school. Um, I got asked if I was like special needs a lot Ooh. because my speech impediment comes from hearing loss. Mm. And my mom would say like, if you watch The Water Boy with like Bobby Boucher. But there's that guy who doesn't make any sense. 
at all. <laughs> and so I just remember being young. My Did mom she say would say that was you. Well, my mom would say would be able to tell us what he said. And granted, granted, you don't know what's because parents be. <laughs> Now that we have friends who are parents, we, we're, we're not parents. They, they, they just be making stuff. stuff up. Yeah. And so she's like, well, you talked worse than that. So, of course, I understand him. Oh, my So, I'm gosh. like, um, and even then, we've been together 14, 15 years. So, if we, we look at videos when we first started dating, and you even said I've articulated yeah. a lot. And I've gotten better with my speech. And yeah. uh, thankfully, tubes help. Medical stuff helps. But, yeah. Gosh, yeah, it just it just comes through practice. But man, yeah, in middle school, I think it's just such a I mean, our brains aren't fully formed yet and I was telling somebody this on Wednesday, I think, that you cuz she was going into ninth grade. Yeah, she's going into ninth grade. Um we were filming a testimony video and some of the um some of the crew that went on the El Salvador missions trip uh, came in to film some stuff. And so I was talking to this girl and she's going into ninth grade. And I said, man, isn't it the worst that you climb to the top of middle school? You went, okay, sixth grade stinks, seventh grade's okay. Eighth grade, you're kind of like getting settled and established. And you're like, man, okay, I'm at the top. This is great. And then you go right back down in ninth grade and you start right at the bottom. Do you know the most annoying <laughs> grade, though, um, out of all the grades? It's not freshmen. Uh-huh. It's the sophomores. To teach or to be in? Uh, I think to teach. Okay. Because the sophomores, they think they're hot, they're hot snot now. Oh, because yeah. Because they're no longer freshmen. Sure. And so the fresh, like, they just be like, oh, my gosh, you're such a freshman, blah, blah. I'm like, you mm. were literally a freshman three months ago, sir. Oof. <laughs> I need you to calm down. Because the seniors, they don't give a crap anymore. No. They're just ready to graduate. They yeah. are like, what's the, the least I can real. do? Mm-hmm. Right. And juniors are kind of doing, still doing that prepare, like, okay, one more year, I got mm. this. And they're kind of like doing that work still. But sophomores are just kind of like, man, mm. dislike. So what was your least favorite grade to be in? Mm. I think for me, it was probably sixth grade. Because I started at a new school and I was in that bottom rung just trying to figure out if I was normal knowing I'm not normal but trying to fit in but obviously never going to be able to fit in it was weird I think one of my hardest grades was probably junior year maybe sophomore junior year and that's when we kind of started dating well mostly because of you take the SAT and you get ready for college. I think so junior mm. because you can already start like pre-applying to yeah. some colleges. And I have a strict Asian father. Mm. And um, yeah. And then like a very educated mother. Said. <laughs> <laughs> and so just not having like my SAT grades high enough. Mm. Having to go to like literally pre-med camp. Um, I think I we were dating this summer. I went to pre-med you did. camp. I remember that. At Newberry? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, Lander, Lander. Okay. okay so okay. I thought about going to Newberry College. I got a scholarship, but it was the pre-med was at Lander. Um, just nothing was ever good enough. Like mm. I would get a 98. Dad would be, why aren't you getting a 100? And also my class ranking was very important. I had to be top 10. If I was mm. not top 10, that was going to be a problem in our household. Hmm. So come junior year, you're really trying to keep that rank so just it was just a pressure academically um very thankful that i 
am educated and like because they pushed me to do so much a lot of stuff comes easier now like mm. i can do quick math i can read quickly um so i mean college was a lot easier but that was definitely the worst grade and plus we started dating so then they had ammo to use against me before uh. we started dating if i didn't have a boyfriend if i got grounded big deal but because we started dating when i was like a junior they were like, well, can't talk on the phone tonight unless you do this. So, Oof. Yeah, so it's your fault. Halfway. Yeah, my parents never, they cared about grades. Don't get me wrong. I don't want them to sound like they just were okay with a degenerate kid that couldn't do anything. But they certainly weren't. But they never really pushed grades, which was always okay for me until we got together. And then I graduated high school. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll go to college. And you said, you know, you could do a full course loaded. And that'd be, that'd be perfectly fine. Because in my head, taking six classes at a time is manageable. I'm a grade older than Taylor. We're both 31 Old. now that he's outed me. But I am a grade older. So I've already did a whole year of college um, when he joined me at our good old Trident Tech. The old... Spoiler, disappointment to my parents. Uh, well. I decided to go to Tech. My watch says it's bedtime. It's 9.30, and Taylor goes to bed about 9.45. But it's okay. We are dedicated to this podcast. Maybe in the next episode. Whoa. Matias just figured out how to open the door. That's our dog. Hi, buddy. Maybe in the next episode, I will learn how to put stuff on mute. But maybe not. We'll see. We kind yeah. of are just winging it. We literally set everything up and was like, let's just go. Yeah, we wanted to see kind of what would happen. And also, we wanted to be kind of casual. Um, just to where, like you said, it's kind of that diary kind of thing. So it's kind of fun that we just launch off into other conversations. If but anything, yeah. if one of us ever gets like dementia or something. Oh, it's perfect. We, notebook it's like has the digital, nothing on us. I was going to say the digital notebook. That's so true. Yes. Yeah, that's wild. I'm reading a good book right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> a pretty intense eye roll. List. Sorry. I, I, do I have to pretend to care? Yes. Taylor. I'm not working off any notes right now. Taylor, this... please tell me, what are you reading? Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm reading this book. I believe it's called uh, the, 12, no, the 16 Irrefutable Laws of Communication oh. by Dr. Mm -hmm. John Maxwell. You I don't know if he's a doctor. I think he's like an honorary doctor. Or was that Billy Graham? I what think Billy Graham was mean? an honorary doctor. Uh, university can kind of give you an honorary doctorate. It's just a piece of paper. It means kind of nothing. After growing up in Michigan, Maxwell attended Ohio Christian University, then received a master of... He's got an MDiv and a doctor of ministry. Wow. Okay, so he's a doctor. Now yeah. You know. Do you know he's been speaking for over 57 years? I didn't know that. Because he's just old. Gosh, but to speak for that long. Anyways, yeah, I, so I'm reading that book. I think it's his newest one, if I'm not mistaken, at this time. And it is, obviously, I mean, when you have been speaking for 57 years, you just get really good at stuff. It's like when you are have been baking for 57 years. You're going to do, okay, to be fair, you're going to do exactly what you do now, which is not measure as much mm -hmm. and you just go oh i know what this is and you just put stuff in a pan and boom magically it's the greatest thing that anyone's ever had well, in their I life i don't measure as you don't see me measuring as much because i can i know what a cup looks like so i don't have to mm. scoop out a cup and measure so it's not like i'm not measuring because baking is a science oh for sure i just know what it looks like already so i can yeah. measure with my eyes 
which is witchcraft to me. It okay. it seems it seems really crazy, and it's the same with him. He goes on. He's saying this stuff in this book, and I'm going, oh, it, it's just it's it's really really cool stuff. Um, and a lot of it it was cool. So I read up until probably chapter three or four, right before I preached at at North Charleston campus this past Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was really cool because I'm walking Matthias and I'm listening to it, and I'm going, okay, here's a strategy for speaking. Okay, here's a strategy for communicating this content this kind of way to get this kind of result and all this kind of stuff. So it was neat to kind of while at the same time as I'm delivering content to think through some of the stuff that I read and kind of live it out. Okay. It was a good time. The most recent thing I read was housing inflation articles. Okay. Yeah. I haven't really been reading too many books lately. I've never read anything on the housing market inflation. I was just kind of seeing because, um, well, it, it spun off. It started with that, but you know how like you keep on clicking and clicking and clicking. Mm, rabbit hole. So, um, yeah. So what kind of stuck out to me, just if we're talking fun facts, kind of like the unemployment rate and how that curves with the supply and demand of the surplus of groceries, the cost and whatnot. And that's a whole hmm. other episode. And I don't have the stats. No, that's right a whole economics of- class. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I do have an MBA, and so I really love personal finance. And I way to flex very, on them, um, Stop. So I'm very like I'm very interested in how <laughs> supply and demand works, the housing economy, um, like inflation, and whatnot. Because I'm just very budget minded. We used to be broke as a joke, so we Oof. literally had to make every single penny stretch and so i go when i am stressed and i don't feel secure i go into research mode and i'm like if i it makes me feel like i have control even mm-hmm. though i don't really have control it's a false sense i worked it out in therapy we're semi okay guys just semi but um so it was just kind of interesting because so what some politicians think is best for the economy right now is higher unemployment rate so our unemployment rate rate it went up a little bit but it's not up enough okay and doesn't that just sound like crazy it went up but not enough yeah so some unemployment so some people you know are out of work but we need more people out of work for why the only way to stop these inflation prices is to stomp out the curve so people we keep on buying and because we keep on buying the supply is there and i mean the, i mean the demand the demand is there so we keep okay. on wanting to buy and buy and buy because we have the jobs to yes. buy okay and so when unemployment is higher what? people buy less and when you buy less then the demand is less meaning if there is less demand and then there's more supplies that's what makes the supplies go down wow so you always hear supply and demand and it sounds so simple but then you have to think about the chain reactions with it mm. and so because inflation is so high right now is because there's actually a fight for good employees because unemployment is so down Mm. there's less people looking for jobs because there's less people looking for jobs we have all those holes at restaurants and grocery stores because we have all the holes at restaurants and grocery stores we now need to try and keep the employees we do have and the way to keep them is to pay them more but when you pay the grocery stocker more you have to raise the prices of the groceries to keep Mm -hmm. up with his stock I mean, to keep up with this pay. Okay. It's just, it's, it was a interesting rabbit trail, and I spent a lot of time just clicking yeah. on articles. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I do that with uh, rabbit trails on TikTok, though. They are not about finances. It's okay. Usually they're about submarines. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do with my friends, if um, a lot of them do trust me enough, and I feel very humbled by that, 
um, is I love to sit down with them. And I'm like, if you feel comfortable enough, bear your soul to me. AKA, you never feel show uncomfortable me your finances. talking about wages and stuff. <clears throat> no, I feel um, the, the quietness of wages is a almost not like a, a scheme, mm. but I feel like it is a scheme of corporations. They put that fear. You're not supposed to talk about your wages because they want to be able to price cut some people. Because if people, if Joe gets paid more than Susan, Susan should know if it's because A, she's a woman, which is discrimination and is illegal, mm. or B, if it's because Joe has a master's X years experience and Susan always comes to work late, so she hasn't gotten a raise in three years. Mm. So if you know people's pay, then you kind of know where to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a little more conservative than you are when it comes to that. Which is okay. It's true. That stresses me out. I get physically uncomfortable whenever I am passing by somebody or when I hear somebody talking about how much they make with somebody else and I just go, oh. I feel the key Oof. is it's gotten easier and we've been, we've made a lot work with very little. Mm. And we've kind of, even though I've all, I've like stressed about money and like how are we going to pay student loans? How are we going to do this? Well, I want to get ahead. I want to invest. I want to do in retirement. I feel behind when in reality we're, we're pretty good at 31. Like right now, financially, it took us well, a long time. I'm good time. at 31. We're not sure how old you are. Stop. Right? <laughs> but it, it took us a while to get, I would say in the past five, six years, mm. five, let's just say uh, five years, we did not have to really worry about paying bills or money. In the past two years, we really, really didn't have to worry about paying bills and we would be able to be super generous with our money and not, I'm not going to go and say, please go tithe, do this, do this. But you hear the saying, you can't outgive God. And so whenever we went super generous two years ago and I, we partnered with Kingdom Builders, which is our church, which is above and beyond your tithes and offering. And we decided to be Kingdom Builder pledges. I feel like just so many other doors opened where mm. we've gotten blessed with money and I'm like, we don't even need this. Yeah. I think I was walking Matthias last night whenever what you said hit me because I didn't really process it yet until I kind of slowed down and was just processing the day with him. But we went out to, on a, I would say on a whim, we went out to a fairly nice, I mean, we're not talking downtown Charleston nice, but it was a decent, super nice place in Mount Pleasant. You and the dog? No, where we went to and, eat last night. Well, you said me and Matias. Oh, I'm sorry. While me and Matias were out walking, I was thinking about oh, what you said I earlier. Oh, we went to yeah. California Dreaming last night. Okay, now you have to sponsor us California Dreaming, which is not hard. Just give us Stop. a contact. Don't and, be that uh, person. It'll be great. Uh, but we were we went there kind of almost on a whim and just decided to have a date night. And once we got there, we looked at the menu, decided what we wanted, ordered it, and then never once looked at the price. And I don't want it to seem like we're, you know, blowing our own horn or just kind of, you know, doing whatever and just bragging about this. It's not that. It's just it is unreal that we are now in a place, which has not always been this way, but we're now in a place where we literally can go to a place like that and go, I would like this. We used to share the nachos, which used to be Billy Baru at oh, Moe's for a date yeah. night. So we would used to, if we went out, we used to have to share entrees 
but even in that season i feel like we were really content and that's uh kind of like to circle back what i was getting to when knowing other people's finances so if susan makes more than me because i'm so content with mm-hmm. where the lord has us i don't have to be jealous of susan i don't have to be jealous of what god has blessed her with because god has more than abundantly sure have blessed us and so i feel like that's just maybe a grace with me. And plus, I love numbers. So I love helping people win with their finances. Mm. I believe we are not called to be poor in spirit or finances. Like, I feel like God wants to bless us and use us. And yes, there would be times and where we get stretched and we have to trust God through a season and he will show up and provide for us. Mm-hmm. And there will be times where we might have to sell something that we don't want to sell. Mm. But goodness gracious, like... Or there might be even times where you have to get a second or third job and you just thank God for the being able to work extra to be able to provide and pay for the bills. So I feel like if you look at it that way, talking about finances is not so scary or uncomfortable because you should want everyone to win with their finances. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, of course. For me, it's probably just the uncomfortableness of knowing that I don't make as much as somebody in a laterally the same position that I'm just going, hmm. But then like, but that can drive you. Why, why don't you make the same? Is it favoritism? Right. Is it, which it, sometimes it is with workplaces yeah. at the university. I was more qualified for a position, a job position. I didn't even know the position was posted. I was thinking about applying, but they literally posted a job, hired someone and cut and closed just like that because they already had their person picked. Hmm. who is less qualified, less educated. Hmm. And that was a very hard pill to swallow. Lots of bitterness to work through. It's true. But I mean, but I want to know why, you know what I mean? Like, why did it happen? And I actually went to the director and we had a conversation about that. Well, and that's what I was going to say. As long as there's, if there's like a, an action step you're going to take, then it's different. Because otherwise you're just going to talk and it's going to be behind closed doors with people who can't change that. And I was getting dangerous to that point. Like right. I, I felt the bitterness in my heart and where I had to change something. And yeah. even after talking with the director and all that whatnot, it just, it left a bad taste in my mouth. And so I was like, I have to get out. Yeah. And God provided an opportunity. Thankfully, like I have a great job now. It actually, being a school teacher was a pretty dang good pay raise Unreal. from being a college recruiter where I brought in over $3 million worth of just tuition, not including room and board, mm. just tuition. And I let them know that too. But, you know, that's another story. It's true. We're 30 minutes in, Liz. Wow. We wanted this to be 30 minutes. We didn't want what? people to have to... Like 30, 45. Did we even talk about what we wanted to talk about? Did we even know what we wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think we we kind of let people know kind of who we are and we processed a little bit about what happened today, which is kind of the win. Mm-hmm. To to recap it, I guess, I, I kind of want these podcasts to be just like you said, a diary. We can just kind of process stuff, and then we can post solo episodes where you hit a passion point of yours, and I'll hit a passion point of mine, and it can just be something to where, you know, you kind of grow with us, and you kind of go with us wherever we're kind of processing stuff, wherever we're going, whatever season we're in, the good, the bad, everything in between. I, I like know. it. I think my favorite is we are actually... If you are listening um, and you do follow us on Facebook, you will maybe notice that we're not going to post about this for a while. We're just kind of going to... Yeah, this is a secret podcast. Yeah, we'll just... It's not like a secret. We're just, we just want to do a few episodes. Honestly, I want to see if Taylor sticks with this. Me too. <laughs> Before we like <laughs> post on Facebook and like, 
well, look who's a podcaster. Look how cool we are. I mean, not really, but three it, weeks later, whatever it will, happened to that? Yeah, yeah, it will look like that. Like, oh, yep. big shots, and you couldn't stick with it. So we'll see. Um, also planning to talk about some personal stuff in the coming episodes that I will never share Buckle on Facebook, up. but I will share with you guys because it'll be a good time. But you won if there's only one person listening. Whoever. Well, I'll listen to it. Okay. Are you listening to it now? I like your voice. He used to not like my voice. Whenever we first started dating, he hung up the phone on me because he could not understand me. Two step. But look how far we've come. Look at how far. Look at God. You still married me. I did. Going on 10 years this November. No. Oh, no. That's on the record, too. Mm -hmm. When's our anniversary? September. September what? 27th. Good job. 2013. 2013. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Wow. Crushed it. Proud of you. Okay. We're going to wrap it up. But hey, uh, if you're listening in your car, if you're working out at the gym, or if you're just chilling out in your bedroom and you just got your your AirPods in, you're listening to this, thank you so much for sticking with us. I hope that this gives you value. Listen, we're not out to prove anything. We, We got nothing to to really give other than just some experience and lessons we learned from the school of hard knocks and trying stuff until it doesn't work and so that's what we're going to give you so if you like it be sure to subscribe right Mm -hmm. is that what podcasters say that's what they say they say make sure you like and subscribe we are on these platforms which since this is the first episode, I don't even know what platforms we're, we're on. We're on Spotify right Spotify. now. Spotify. Yeah. Are we on Podchasers? Mm, never even heard of Apple it. Apple Podcasts? We could be. Is this where my experience is showing? Yeah. Your noobness is showing? Let's talk about that for sure afterwards. <laughs> but hey, thank you so much for listening, you guys. We'll see you again in the next episode. Bye.